you primitive screw heads and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i am every week by greg of the dead how you doing man i'm doing great because i got to watch army of darkness yeah this movie is always so much fun when we get to watch it like well when i get to watch it like it always puts me in such a great mood because it's so good oh it's amazing it's well you know the evil dead series is like top tier for me it's like one of my favorite franchises in general so getting to talk about it on here always is a good time oh yeah this is top tier horror we're talking about here and this is right after this is coming right off the heels of our 50th episode yeah welcome to year two yeah holy shit and we're starting it with army of darkness which might be one of the very first horror movies i ever saw as a child I think it was early for me, too. And, you know, I have vague memories of before I knew it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I knew of it, and I think I'd actually seen it, because it's not really scary for the most part. No, yeah, it. this one is definitely the tamest of the, like, trilogy, especially, like, the original trilogy or whatever. Oh, you mean the remake isn't tamer than this? Well, the, the remake, I want to know what to even classify the remake as. That, that was a joke, anyway. That movie is brutal as fuck. Oh, that fucking nail gun? I'm still terrified of nail guns. <laughs> but yeah, this is you're right. This is definitely the tamest one. And which brings me to a point, if you don't mind me going off on a tiny rant oh, about yeah. horror. Horror is typically, if you're scared, but it also includes, like, monsters, dead, like, things like that. And so this fits. Because look at, like, the classic Universal stuff and everything. Not really that scary, but you know it's horror. So this definitely fits in that bill of horror genre, but won't leave you terrified after you watch it. Well, yeah, it's atmospheric. Yeah. Where, like, Dracula from 1931 is not going to, like, leave you terrified. But the uh, entire backdrop of the movie, the castle, the black and white, the bats, all the cobwebs, it makes you feel like in a horror spooky mood. Yeah, and that's what this does. You have armies yeah. of skeletons marching on a castle. It doesn't get much more classic horror imagery than this. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not even that big of like a medieval fan, like a sword and sorcery or whatnot. I don't even really love that genre, but I love this movie. Oh, this movie's so much fun. I love it too. I'm I'm weird. I go back and forth. I don't like a lot of fantasy stuff, but the stuff that I like of it, I love. Right. Like, I like Lord of the Rings quite a bit, but I don't love it on the level that I do, let's say, Star Trek. Fair enough. But yeah, fucking Army of Darkness, man. Like I said, uh, I remember watching this movie growing up. It was always on, like, TNT, like, during the day. Oh, this got ran on TNT constantly. Not even just, like, Monster Vision or anything, just, like, regular TNT. Oh, no, at, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon it would be on. Because I yeah. remember Mom would be, like, making dinner when I was, like, a very little child. And sh this would be on, because there's several moments in this movie that are ingrained in my memory that I will, like, mention when we get there. Yeah, so obviously Sam Raimi did this, and it had, like, a quite the journey to be made and everything, which... We won't get into the full history, you probably know it, but we'll touch on a little bit, if that's alright with you. Released in 1992, real quick. Yes, same year that I was released. Oh, really? 
Yes, I'm just as old as Army of Darkness. Yeah, you're like one year older than I am. Yeah, I'm an old man, I know. Um, but... but not as old as Maxwell. Fuck you, Maxwell. <laughs> so, this was originally going to be called Medieval Dead, but the studio did not want it to be tied as much to Evil Dead, even though it's a sequel, so they want to kind of stand on its own. That's why we have another giant recap at the beginning of this movie. With l- yet another Linda. <laughs> Yeah, Linda is, it's almost a running joke. She's like, well, let's be honest, because then we had Ash versus Evil Dead. Well, we've had four Lindas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, every different version of Evil Dead has a new Linda and a new, like, opening story. Which, like exactly. you said, is a running joke, and it's really funny. Yeah, so uh, written and directed by Sam Raimi, rated R. I think that covers all of that stuff, right? Yes. Now, let's get into this fucking awesome movie. Yeah, so we already talked about our open narration and everything, and I love the uh, stock footage, clearly, of a beach that they just dyed red. Like, they put a red filter over it to make it blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it starts, uh, Ash, I wasn't always like this. I had a job and a life. He's being marched in chains in medieval times. Not the restaurant, the actual time period. And <laughs> then we cut to him at S-Mart, and we get some evil dead scenes shown and you have all that cool stuff which i love his tiny little like superman curl that he has oh yeah for sure and like we've mentioned before if chins could kill oh yeah and i love how he's like oh uh i forget what he's exactly like helping the customer with i was like oh that would be aisle 12 yes shop smart shop ass smart i gotta say ash takes his s smart job quite seriously he actually says the taglines and everything oh yeah he has the spit curl he has the tagline down he knows where like everything is in each eight like every aisle this isn't ash versus evil dad ash where he's like i have tenure i don't give a fuck anymore yeah like for his smart ass and oh i don't give a fuck attitude as ash has he really takes the job at s smart very seriously but that is also pre him going to medieval times and fighting Deadites Ash. After he gets back from that, he's probably pretty changed. And he's like, I don't give a shit anymore. You know what I've been through? <laughs> and then we get our title card, swirly ghost looking one for this one. And it's like, Ooh. it's like, it's very classic, like universal monster feeling of an intro. Yeah. Like, with that thoroughly and whatnot. I enjoy it. I like it. It fits oh, yeah. the movie's theme, if you ask me. 100%. I completely agree. Yeah, so it does change. If you watch Evil Dead 2 and you go right into Army of Darkness, the continuity changes slightly just from the end scene of Evil Dead 2, which we did cover, go listen to that episode, to the beginning of this. Because at the end of Evil Dead 2, he falls into the medieval place and he kills a deadite right away and they hail him as a hero. Here, he's taken captive right away. Yeah, which I remember even watching, like, the first time I saw the end of Evil Dead 2, I was like, oh, this goes into Army of Darkness then. But even then, I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't fit right, but I guess they only had, like, two minutes to real quick be like, uh, Ashes in Medieval Times, they love them. Okay, bye, see you in, like, five years. (laughs) Yeah, and we should mention... Ash and his car, chainsaw, shotgun, all of it gets sent back. Oh yeah, the uh, I am, like you know, Greg, I am not a car guy whatsoever. I'm not like Razor Rob. Like, Razor Rob loves his, is it a sob? Sob, sab, I don't know how you pronounce it, but he's very fond of it. Sob. But yeah, okay. there's that car he loves, like that model. And I get that kind of, because I love the Delta 88. 
the other day me and Liz were driving around and I thought I saw a Delta 88 and I was like, holy fuck. And she's like, no, that's a Buick. And I was like, oh, it kind of looks like it. <laughs> so we take a prisoner by the Knights. They take his chainsaw and they think he's with what Henry the Red's men. Clearly right. he is not, but whatever. No, and I also love during the scene, like, there's the knights that are attacking the Delta. They don't know what it is, I guess, so they're just hitting it with their swords. <laughs> yeah. Um, They think he's one of Henry the Red's men, but the wise man character thinks he's the man from the Necronomicon prophecy. You think he has a cha- chainsaw hand. That is clearly him. Yes. Yeah, he looks exactly like the drawings in the book. I also like to think that he's the wise man only because he's lived past the age of, like, 50. Man, back then, like, the age of 20, he's the wise man there. He's, like, in this movie, he's, like, 29. But his beard is, like, giant, and that's just how much that time period aged you. (laughs) Um, So he's marched into town in chains and everything. They get into the castle, and this character, Sheila, finds out from Arthur, who is, like, Knight McMullet, if you know that guy, and that her brother was killed by Henry's men. So she runs up to Ash and like kind of chokes him and slaps him. Then there's kids beating him with rocks that he's getting yelled at. Oh yeah, Henry's men do not get attacked at all. They're like Henry did this. Let's attack that stranger. That's Ash. Ash has the worst luck of any character in like horror movie history, but he keeps like stumbling his way into winning. It's just complete accident like ex machina or whatever it's called like he just keeps accidentally winning everything can i get yeah. you with a fun fact with this scene yes for the scene where the kids are beating him with the bags and throwing rocks with the bags of rocks and stuff what they did is they made foam rocks you know sam raimi cut those out but right. because sam raimi and bruce campbell have this relationship where sam just likes to fuck with bruce he filled one of the kids bags up with potatoes <laughs> and so he, the ones if you notice you watch a scene you seem like acting a little bit from the other ones, then the one kid wells up, you see him really react. That's the potato bag. That completely makes sense with how Sam Raimi and, like, Bruce Campbell are between each other, where, like, Sam Raimi is constantly being like, oh, no, beat the shit out of him. He likes it. Do it to him. Like, they <laughs> Whapping constantly... him with tree branches. Well, that's what happens when you work with someone that you've known since, like, like you went to high school with. Like, they're yeah. gonna fuck with you on a level no one else can. <laughs> oh, you think you're a big movie star? Here, kids, beat him with potatoes. <laughs> it's like, no, fuck you. You're also a stuntman. You know what that comes with? <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> and then we get to the pit. And so, throw him in the pit. They, like, open up this giant, like, what What am I saying here, Britt? Like, these two revolving doors into a giant pit, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like a, it's like a trap door type thing that opens up into a pit. I love before they throw Ash in, they throw, like, one of Henry the Red's men in, and he, like, you hear some fighting sounds, and then it's quiet, and there's just a giant geyser of blood, like, a la Nightmare on Elm Street that comes out, and at that point, Ash goes into, like, I'm not fucking with these guys, man, I've never (laughs) seen them in my entire life, Henry, tell them, tell them you've never met me, and he's like, I don't think they're gonna listen to you, lad. I do like right before, because we get one of my favorite, like, Ash in her. This movie is chock full of, if you ask me, the most Ash lines out of the entire trilogy. Oh, almost every line he says is a quotable line that's on a t-shirt. Exactly. I was just about to say, it's just a t-shirt factory. Everything out of his mouth in this. Because we get, um, 
he's talking to Henry for a minute. He's talking about who he is and all of his titles and everything. He's like, well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's so many, like, just great one-liners like that where he's, like, he's snarky to everybody. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, Ash gets shoved in, and they tease you with it for a little bit. He gets all wobbly above it, and then he drops in. And... Well, yeah, um, because Sheila like throws like a rock at his head or something, and yeah. he goes stumbling in Three Stooges style, which is not the last time I'm going to mention the Three Stooges with this movie for sure. Oh, of course not. I mean, it's basically the biggest influence on it. Oh, it's basically Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi remade the Three Stooges, but with horror and Ash is all three of them. Yes, the Stooge. Yes. So Ash goes in and we get our first Deadite fight of the movie because there's a Deadite in there. And there's also, they're fighting for a while. Ash is doing okay. And then Arthur looks at the weird crank person and he says, Spikes. And they start closing the spikes on him. One let him duke it out. Why do you need to spike him? Oh, yeah. If this, like, witch thing that's in this, like, weird, uh, like, Buffalo Bill-style, like, well. Like, they're lowering, like, lotion down to them. Um, if that can't take care of it. If, if your person survives the weird witch and the, like, weird well, they should survive and be able to, like, leave. Yeah, and don't you want to see how you kill them? Kill these things? Let him go. But yeah, well, exactly. when I say spikes, it's two walls of spikes start closing in on him. And Ash, what does kill the one... Fo oh, because the wise man with the best way to get someone's attention at the top of the pit just goes, Strange one! Yes, into oh. the pit and throws the chainsaw down. We get oh the my. nice Superman catch. I gotta say, that when Ash jumps... I'm, I'm half hard right now just even thinking about this. When Ash jumps out of the well and the wise man throws the chainsaw down and they do that like perfect like whoa and they connect, I you come a little tiny bit. Oh, of course, everyone does. If not, it, see your doctor. It is so perfect. Like if Bruce Campbell doesn't do that to you in that scene, it's just like it is perfect like i can't i don't know another word for it like it gets me like i'm so fucking ready for this movie <laughs> this is like the start right here like everything from here is 100 miles an hour and perfect it's so fucking badass <laughs> and he kills the deadite that he's been fighting with the chainsaw pretty quick but then what about second deadite yeah where i love like where like he kills the first like deadite witch and then he's like okay fuck i have these uh walls that are closing in on me so he runs towards the wall and then you get like a deadite that looks like he's from like a haunted house coming out coming out being like booga 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 you know like <laughs> oh and it's it's look i love this movie but man the masks and costumes on some of these deadites some of them are amazing other ones it's like don't look at them too long this was yeah. definitely made in an era of like vhs where it's a little bit fuzzy you know yes so here's the thing on this. So he's trying to get out of this pit because the spike walls are closing on him. So he grabs the chain and with that nice little belt grab to the chain and everything. But as he's coming up, that deadite grabs him and the chain stops. But here's the thing. If the chain stops, shouldn't the wall stop? Yeah, it's really weird how, like, the chain keeps going, but he's in the same, like, exact spot. While the deadite's grabbing him, and he's like slowly losing grip on the belt, but not at the same rate that he should be. 
Yeah, I'm not sure Sam Raimi knows how a pulley system really works. Or he's like, fuck this. Like, this is Evil Dead 3, Medieval Dead. You're already here. You know why you're here. Deal with it. You're here for Bruce Campbell and one-liners. <laughs> yes, but he does get out and that remaining Deadite gets spiked. Real quick, if anyone keeps track of Count of the Dead, Deadites do not count. Okay. Oh, geez. Unless it's okay. a per- character we already know who's turned into a Deadite. But otherwise, Deadites okay. do not count. Oh, that's going to throw this uh, Count of the Dead uh, 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 way into, like... <laughs> well, that's how we always do, like, zombies or anything like that. If oh, they're yeah. something like that right from the get-go, we don't. If it's a character turned into one, we do. I was wondering how you would handle that. <laughs> yeah, I just treat it like zombies. But I gotta say, when Ash crawls out of the pit, where, like, he throws his chainsaw hand up, and then he crawls out, and he's just like, who wants some? He's challenging the entire crowd, and they are all, like, terrified of him, because they're like, holy shit, he just killed two of our most fierce monsters, and escaped our spike pit. This guy, like, this must be the chosen one. Well, he also has a spinning sword for a hand to them. Oh, yeah, spinning sword. And then I love how he's, like, threatening everyone. He goes up to the guy with the whip, and he's shoving him, like, come on, do something, fuck you. The poor guy's like, why did I get singled out? Because he has the whip, and he was whipping him. Oh, fair. Then he lets Henry's men go, Henry the Red. Which, if I was in Ash's position, I would also be like, I don't know who you guys are, but they also wrongly imprisoned me. So, fuck these guys. You guys go. Yeah, I, I, I don't blame him for this decision in the slaves. And it pays off for him later on. Oh, yeah. And then I love how Arthur is like, Oh, that is treason! Like, how dare you besmirch my kingdom? And he's like, Sword Boy! <laughs> I'm so glad you brought up Sword Boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, like, the kid, like, kneels down. He takes the sword out, like, boots the kid away, like, kicks him away after he gets a sword. It's like, you do not have to be that hard on your sword sword boy. He's mad because sword boy gave him that mullet. But yeah, I love how he's all, like, ready, and he's all like, I am King Arthur, like, I am going to defeat you. And Ash just shoots his sword with his gun. And then we get the speech from this movie, if you ask me. Yeah, where it's just like, he swing, he, like, blows the smoke out of the barrel and does, like, a twirl on his finger, and he's like... Yeah, about that. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. This here is my boomstick. <laughs> I love that everyone shudders when he yells out too after doing it. And then I love how he goes into like it's a cobalt blue steel sold on uh, aisle three of the sporting goods section of uh, S Mart. It's only nine ninety nine. You know, like <laughs> what do you say? S Mart's finest. Yeah, S-Mart's finest. Shop smart. Shop S-Mart. You got that! And they're all like, yeah, we got that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so that's all going on. And the, we get the, this is my boomstick speech. And then right then after Ash being all Mr. Fancy Pants, the spike deadite isn't dead and crawls out of the pit. And he shoots it with the boomstick and kills it. And so that's just more don't fuck with this guy added to the situation. Oh, yeah, that just really puts the period on, like, I'm the fucking badass of this entire, like, time period. And you know what? It works out for him because the next scene, we cut to Ash being fed grapes and turkey legs and fanned. Oh, yeah, where he there's just women all around him. While, like, there's a girl that's just, like, rubbing his chest. 
another girl's like feeding him grapes. There's another one feeding him a turkey leg. Like you said, there's another one fanning him. There's a yeah. couple of them just like around him. Like he's just like living the life of what Ash could think. <laughs> yeah. So we find out from the wise man, he's like, how do I get back home? That they need the Necronomicon to get back home. They know where it is, but none of them have gone for it because it has to be the chosen one who they're convinced Ash is, all that. Which, I gotta say, like, imagine being Ash. You, like, Friday night, uh, you and your friends go to a cabin in the woods to have a good time. All your friends die. Saturday night, you have to with like withstand another entire night of this with a whole new group, as in Evil Dead Two, and now this is like night three or four, so it's been less than a week, and you're already being like, "Fuck, it's a goddamn Nepr- Necronomicon again!" Like, fuck this book. You're gonna make my head hurt because, like, my head canon is you either go Evil Dead or Evil Dead Two. <laughs> like, it's one or the other. You can't have both. Oh, no, I take it as, like, Evil Dead happened, the very next night Evil Dead 2 happened, and then we get Army of Darkness on day three. He discovers the book two days in a row and forgets yeah. about it? Yeah. Oh, my well, God, the, he kills Linda twice? Be- the very beginning of Evil Dead 2 doesn't count. Okay. Until, you know, the part where it zooms in on him and he's screaming and he goes spinning through the woods? Okay. From then on, counts continuity in my mind. Because other than that, like you said, it's way too weird. And you cannot count all of it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like, does this even phase him, though? Even if we just went with one, but if we do that, or both, or whatever. Does this even seem weird to him after everything else he's just gone through? It's like, okay, I feel like time travel and all this will be way easier to accept after the day you just had. Like, okay, yeah, I'm in the Middle Ages, I was just thrown into a pit. Uh, these people are terrified of me because I'm future man. I'm being fed grapes. Yeah, this checks out. Well, I think Ash's entire like attitude f- through the entire series is just like, how much longer do I have to deal with this shit? Like, I just want to go home. Yeah, just go with it. That's pretty much what he does. Yeah. While he finds out about the needing the Necronomicon and all that, there's this lady spilling like filling up water, and she just starts spilling it and turns into a deadite. And you shall never get the Necronomicon. You will die. You know, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. All the classic Deadite shit where at this point, Ash is completely over it. He's just like, fuck you. Like, (laughs) oh, he doesn't say fuck you. He spouts out another great T-shirt line. Yo, she bitch. Let's go. Yes. (laughs) And it doesn't he shoot her a couple times and she falls over. And then one of the knights goes up to her, and Ash is like, don't go near the obviously still alive dead body. Yeah, he's like, get an axe. Yeah. After that, he does kill her for good, and then we get the thing that, look, I can buy time travel, I can buy Necronomicons, Deadites, Tiny Ashes, all of this, Three Stooges sounds, stretchy faces. Why is the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around this movie him making a fully functional prosthetic in the Middle Ages. Yeah, that works with his nervous system somehow. Yeah, I guess like his stump has a little bit of a twitch left to it that he based it off of, but still, like, you need like MIT people working on this. And I know these exist, like, to an extent now, but come on. Yeah, but now they're not using Middle Ages, like, technology where it's like, take that knight's hand of armor and we'll put a few, like, 
cogs in there and a few like little joint things and we're tightening a couple things and now I can crush this cup. And what does he say when he crushes the cr- the cup? Groovy. It becomes the iconic line of the entire series where when they did Ash versus Evil Dead and it was season one, episode one, and it was years and years ago when I still lived with my parents, like even way before Liz. And I remember watching that season premiere like during October, right before Halloween. And Ash did every little like trope that he needed to do to make me satisfied with the show. Until the very end, and I'm like, he hasn't said groovy yet. And then Pablo goes, how you feeling? And he goes, groovy. And then it kicks, in, it kicks into that, like that awesome guitar. And I was just jumping around my like bar room going like, fuck yeah, he said groovy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is great. I want to rewatch that show. Oh, it's so good. So then he gets it on with Sheila right before he goes. So they're a, a medieval thing. Well, I also, like, I think, like, we're a little past it, but I love where Sheila is, like, trying to come on to him, like, earlier in the movie, and she makes him, like, that, like, uh, cape thing, and he's like, thanks, I needed a horse blanket, and he throws it down, and he's He's not interested in her. He's not interested in her until she slaps him in the face and tries to run away, and then he's like, give me some sugar, baby. What's the line he says to earlier? First you want to kill me, then you want to kiss me. I'm like, Ash should be the biggest dork in the world, but it works for him. Oh, somehow, like, yeah, he's the biggest dork or, like, biggest, like, kind of idiot in the entire universe. But he's the chosen one, so somehow it works for him. Oh, yeah. Like, the fact, like, let's even pause for a second and say, Ash Williams, this man... Is the chosen one to save the universe from the deadites. He just happened to be at the right place at the right time. I feel like with the cabin and then it rewrote history. It really is. Like, he just bumbles his way through the timeline, fixing things. <laughs> so him and the wise man in a night or two go riding out and the wise man stops. We go no further type thing. But he tells him the magic words that he has to say exactly when he gets the Necronomicon. Yeah, you have to say every single little syllable. Yes. That won't be a problem, will it? No, not at all. Like, they're very easy words to remember. Like, God, they're from uh, Day the Earth Stood Still from the 50s. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, I think even it was on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at one point. Was it? I'm pretty sure there. I saw, like, some rundown of this, like, series, and they went through, like, other... Um, Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. 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 But yeah, Klaatu, Verada, Nikto. Yes, those are the three constants and the rest change every time for some reason. Right. And then Ash is out riding this horse by his own, which I got to say, Ash surprises me every time. Him playing the piano, I'm like, well, that doesn't seem like Ash would know how to do, but I must misjudge Ash because he's also quite like accomplished on horseback. Yeah, because he's an awesome ride, because he's like, yeah, and he takes off, and he's going at full speed, confidently. Yeah, but he's out riding, but then what we called in the Evil Dead 2 episode, the evil, which is just that first camera thing, yeah. starts chasing him, and he gets knocked off his horse and runs away and ends up in a windmill. The the evil, a.k.a. Sam Raimi, with a camera on a 2x4, chasing Bruce Campbell through through the woods. He's made an entire, like, uh, 
career off of doing this. <laughs> Fun fact, do you know he's who invented that, by the way? That is used by like major studios. Now they use it do it better oh, with yeah. like things that don't shake around and like cables and like motorized things. But you always see it in all these behind the scenes thing, even for like modern superhero movies and stuff. But that was invented for Evil Dead. It's a fuck of a shot. I love that camera shot. Oh yeah, it's iconic. Oh fuck yeah! Like they even use it in um, if you play uh, played for the Friday the Thirteenth game, where yeah. Jason goes into his like zoomy mode, where he like like teleports around, like that's what his thing is. It's the Evil Dead like camera. <laughs> yeah. So he's in the windmill, and a mirror shatters and begins one of my favorite parts of this movie. Well, yeah, where it's like Ash is looking around the windmill and he sees a mirror and the mirror image of him is like looking back at him, but not how Ash is looking at them. So it's like a different person, which definitely he's like, oh, fuck, I dealt with this like yesterday at the with the mirror in the cabin. So he smashes it and then smashes it again. And he's like, OK, I must be good now. And this is when the little tiny evil ashes appear. Which I believe started my hatred and love of body horror. You have told me this. And, dude, this is where it gets really Three Stooges and really amazing. Because out of each individual shard, a tiny ash crawls out. And they start attacking him. And it's it's just hilarious. Um, They stab him in the butt with a fork. Um, They're, like, holding him down. One dives into his mouth. Yeah, I love, like, yeah, he's also, it's like... Gulliver's Travels, a yeah, bit that's as what well. it is, yeah. And um, where it's these giant, it's a giant versus these little people, but the little people like take advantage, like end up like conquering him, kind of. Where like I even love like like you said, it's so Three Stooges. Like his face gets implanted on like a stove, and he has to grab <laughs> like a spatula to get it up off the stove. Like I can see like Curly doing this, you know. Like, I don't know why. It's so cartoonish. I don't know why that kind of creeps me out, though. Not creeps me out, but gives me the, that uh, feeling of oh. him, like, his face being, like, burned to the stove. And it's not gory. They don't actually do the effect or anything. But I don't like that sizzling, like, on things. That bugs me for some reason. You know, everyone has those little things that just, uh, that's one of mine. Well, it's definitely the sound uh, also paired with the fact of his face is burnt, stuck to this grill. Yeah, I think because everyone's burned themselves on a stove before or something. Like, it's those ones you can relate to. Yeah, like when you get your Achilles tendon uh, cut by a little baby. Again, you and this. (laughs) It happened last week. He's back. (laughs) Fucking Gage. Fuck off. (laughs) But the one who dove into his mouth, he wakes up, like you said, all Gulliver's traveled, like tied down. But he gets up pretty easily. And he drinks boiling water. He's like, I'll show you, because he's trying to get the little him out that dove into his mouth. And he starts drinking boiling water, not realizing if it's hot enough to kill him, it's going to burn my throat, which is a funny moment. Yeah, where he starts like, he's like, ha he's like laughing, and then he starts burning himself, and he starts screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they do. This goes on for a while. They like stab him in the foot with a nail. There's all this stuff. Yeah, where I love he's like doing the London bridges falling down and they stab him in the foot with a nail and they're like, my fair lady. ha!" <laughs> but anyway, the one that he ate ends up turning into a shoulder eyeball. It, yeah. It's exactly what it sounds like. There's an eyeball growing from his shoulder. 
the his shoulder starts twitching, and I remember having nightmares about this in elementary school. Of the his shoulder starts twitching, and he tears like the shoulder off his shirt to reveal his like bare shoulder. And there's an eyeball peeking out of it that out of what looks like like a shoulder vagina. Yeah, it is very that looking. Um, and it's, but yeah, and it's very like and the eyeballs blinking. And then Ash runs out of the windmill. And this is a line that always got me from I was very little of, oh, my God, it's getting bigger. Oh, really? That creeped you out? Oh, my. And just because I knew it was like, oh, my God, it's growing out of him. Like, I could not imagine the terror of that happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're right. You're not wrong. But yeah, so he runs outside. It's nighttime now, and the other one's growing out of him. It's basically two guys in a very large shirt at this point who both look like Bruce Campbell, one of them being him, running down a hill like with a three-legged race. It's amazing. Yeah, which the funniest moment, like I just told told you about one of the most terrifying moments of my childhood, followed up by a very funny moment when it's them running where they're still kind of connected, but they're running on all fours. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's great. It's yeah. There's, there's so many little moments you should see if you haven't seen this movie. Oh, if we went on and on about every like, I know I'm missing moments I would like to talk about, but if we mentioned every single one, this would be a three hour podcast. Oh yeah, after last week, well, we went like an hour forty minutes on Freddy yeah. versus Jason. <laughs> so they split, and now there's two ashes staring each other down, and he shoots uh. Evil Ash, we will call him, because that's pretty much what he's called. The one who grew from his shoulder is like, I'm bad Ash. You're good Ash. Goody two-shoes. Goody little two-shoes. Goody little two-shoes. Goody little two-shoes. Goody little two-shoes. And yeah, he sticks the gun in his face and says, Good, bad, I'm the guy with the gun. Bang. (laughs) Oh, it's great. And you think he's dead right there. Well, pretty much dead. Because it shows him burying the remains of him alive, like he's still alive, though. Yeah, because Ash has done, like, the normal thing that you do in the Evil Dead series, where you, like, you chop up the deadite into tiny little pieces, and that's, like, supposed to get rid of them. It does, like, 50% of the time. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But I love how, like, evil Ash is, like, a head lying in a grave, and he's like, we're gonna get you. You'll never get the Necronomicon. And, like, good Ash is like, hey, you got something on your face. And he goes, huh? And Ash just throws an entire shovel full of dirt right on evil Ash's face. And he's like, rah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, because he chainsawed him up, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you got another great like montage scene of like Ash hooking up evil Ash like onto the uh, table with chains. Yeah. And like a chainsaw scene and whatnot. And then he finally makes it to the graveyard where the Necronomicon is, but there's like a whole Holy Grail situation because there's three books that all look like they could be the Necronomicon. Yeah, where he's like, they only said there's supposed to be one, there's not supposed to be three. <laughs> and so what they all do something because he of course he picks the correct one last the first one like starts sucking him in like a tornado and then we get stretchy face ash yeah it's a portal where yeah his arms get extended and like he opens up the book and it's this tiny little hole but it's like this extreme portal it's like a vacuum and it sucks him in and i love where it like sucks him into the book and then there's that beat of like 
a few seconds of like nothing goes on and you're like, holy shit, what's going on? And then he reappears. But for that second, you, with like the first few times you see it, you're like, is he okay? Where's he going now? Yeah. Well, yeah, this is a whole new movie. This movie's only an hour long. Now we're going to Evil Dead 4. <laughs> and then he, he does a thing to get his face back to normal. It picks the second book. Uh, Goldilocks on the three bears here and this one just bites him yeah which is uh, once again just so like three stooges 100% where he's like slapsticky like running around like the book is bitten onto his hand and he's like banging it off the rock he's screaming the book is like trying to fly everywhere like the pages are going it's like chaos (laughs) yeah and then the third one is the right one, and he forgets the words completely, though. He gets them for the most part, and I can't blame him, because in his mind, talk to the wise man, he tells me the words. Okay, let's commit these words to memory, gotcha, get the book, the end. But what happened is, okay, talk to the wise man, commits the words to memory. Get chased by the evil, go to the windmill, fight a bunch of tiny me's, get tied down, have get eaten, have an eyeball grow on my shoulder, split in two, go to a graveyard, chop him up, and then find the book, get sucked into a portal, get bit by another book. Now I'm supposed to remember the words? I don't blame him. Yeah, well, I also love he's already fucked up because he's tried to grab the book two other times and it hasn't worked. And as soon as he's about to grab the third one, he's like, oh, wait a minute. That's right. The words. Clata, Verto, Nick, that's basically what he does. You no, know, I love, yeah, he's like, Clatu, Verta, and then he's like, fuck, it's an N-word. I definitely know it's an N-word. Nickel. Uh, Ash comes so close to getting canceled right there. Oh, exactly. Every, I'm always like, oh, don't say that word, Ash. Yeah, and that's what they're leading you to think. It's, it's funny. Yeah. But then, yeah, he's like, uh, he kind of looks around and he's like, Klaatu, Verata, <laughs> Okay, I said it. There are the words. Just gonna grab the book now. <laughs> he grabs the book and starts leaving, but gravestones start shooting out of the grounds like missiles. And I love how he like almost takes it personally. He's like, hey, I said the words. <laughs> Like, let me go. And then he's attacked by rising skeleton arms from the graveyard. Which goes on for a really long time, but amuses me to no end. Where it goes into another Three Stooges skit, where he's doing the, like, hand in between the eyes to, like, block the eye pokes. And, like, they go, like, wonk, wonk. And, like, he they're grabbing his cheeks and going like raw 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 you know and shit and they're like fish hooked his nose the... pulled yeah they're like nah, 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 nah. they're like bonking him on the head like <laughs> <laughs> and then uh he gets away and starts heading back to the castle but evil ash rises from the ground now put back together now and just says i live again i live again Man, I can't wait for that Evil Dead video game coming out, because once I saw Evil De- Evil Ash was in it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be so good. Oh, yeah, and there's also a couple other people from Army of Darkness that's going to be there, too. Like, the bald guy with the long mustache, and, like, Henry the Red. Arthur, Henry, um, they have everyone from Ash vs. Evil Dead, all the Evil Dead movies, including the remake. That game's going to be wild, but that's just a little side tangent. 
It was supposed to come out in October, wasn't it? Now it's pushed back. I was guessing October. No, they never said that. It's uh, early 2022 now. Okay. So Ash goes back to the castle, and the wise man's like, You fool! You've said the words wrong. You've summoned the army of the dead, and now they're coming to fight us. And Ash doesn't care. He just wants to go home. Not his problem. Well, yeah, because even when, like as soon as he said the words wrong, the wise men, like, because the earth started to tremble, the wise men was like, something's wrong, something's amiss. Well, yeah, there's lightning striking all over the ground, yeah. Yeah, he's like, uh, you said the words, right? And he's like, yeah, basically. He's like, well, did you say the words or not? And he's like, well, maybe I didn't say every single syllable. Yeah, and so he's like, I'm not staying. Arthur agrees, okay, just send him home. Sheila tries to get in the fight. Like, what about all those things you said? That was just pillow talk, baby. Yeah, I love that, where he's, she's like, what about all the kind and romantic words you said, my lord? And he's like, oh, that was just pillow talk, baby. You know, we do that. They're like, we haven't invented pillows yet. I don't know if that's true or not. Don't quote me. What's a pillow? Well, is, what did they say this was the 1300s? It was medieval times. I mean, what a terrible time if you were going to be stuck in a time. Like, like we said, the average lifespan's like 30-something. There's all this disease, war, famine. Yeah, I wouldn't stay there either to jump to the, to the end. Oh, yeah, I was going to say real quick to, for, like, the end. It's like when he's telling the story and he's like, I could have been king, but, yeah, I came back. I was like, yeah, I would have come back, too, because I want to watch Netflix and, like, listen to my podcasts and shit. Yes. I want to, like, get some almonds from the store and drink a beer that's not, like, beer out of a giant, like, barrel that's in the town square that's, like, half rotten. <laughs> <laughs> um, but right after that whole Sheila conversation, she gets taken by a, the, a first winged deadite. Oh, well, no, we see it at the end of Evil Dead 2, but the first in this winged deadite. Right, yeah, yeah, we got flying deadites now, where it's like the flying graboids from, like, Tremors, like, 20 or whatever. <laughs> Dude, so, this is another one where the mask is pretty laughable. Which one? The flying deadite. Oh, yeah, it's another one where it looks like it's from Spirit Halloween, where it's one of those, like, animatronics that goes, <laughs> Yeah. And... So that's going on, and then we cut to evil Ash in the graveyard, making his skeleton army dig up more skeletons to grow the army. Yeah, and about this point, we get a uh, cameo from Bill Mosley. Oh yeah, he is in this, isn't he? Yeah, Bill Mosley is the uh, Deadite Captain, who you see a lot of times beside evil Ash. Good on Bill, it's still early in his career, because what, Texas Chainsaw 2 wasn't until mid to late 80s, right? Yeah, it was like 86, I think. And that was his first big role, and so this is early 90s, so yeah, it's still pretty early in Mosley's career. Yeah, so this is another one where, like, I see him on Twitter all the time, where he's always like, I am not Evil Ash. I'm the Deadite Commander beside Evil Ash. Evil Ash is Bruce Campbell. Like, yeah. he constantly has to explain this to people. <laughs> But, so, yeah, we get that. Um, Sheila's taken to him, and he kisses her and turns her. And then there's this random scene where the skeletons have abducted two random women who are topless, I think, just to get their R rating, because they wanted it. Yeah, boobies. Whereas yeah. this when um, Sheila turns, she's like, I may be bad, but it feels good. Yeah, that <laughs> terribly cheesy yet amazing so many line. fucking great one-liners. Wait, am I wrong that they had two topless girls? I don't remember any topless girls in this movie. 
there was two girls at least captive, and I think I remember saying, oh, that's for the R rating, so that's what I'm thinking they were. I don't know. No, usually I will, like, notice boobs. I do not remember noticing boobs in this movie. Like I said, maybe they weren't topless, but I knew I thought I said, well, that's so they can get their R rating about something right here. Well, it could be some, like, busty-looking, like, hot women. Maybe that was it. Okay, Greg's mind's just going all over the place. No, you're, but... You go back to the first time you saw this when you were super young, and that was basically porn. Where you were yeah, like, that's... holy shit, their boobs are, like, a tiny bit out. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it, honestly. But, um, so, after Sheila's taking, Ash decides, okay, I'm gonna stay to help. He's, like, rallying the troops, and they're gonna team with Henry the Red's men, he, they decide... And as he's rallying the troops, we cut to Evil Ash rallying his troops. It's kind of a cool parallel. Yeah, where I love the training montage. Oh my god, where Ash, for some reason, has a chemistry textbook in the back of the Delta. He's teaching them how to make gunpowder. He also has a Fangoria magazine back there. He does. And some Coca-Cola. Do you know uh, they had the Fangoria in it? Because it was one of the only publications that actually... Uh, talked about Evil Dead and like was like no this is really good so that was like a thank you to them putting that there oh I can completely see that because Fangoria is very supportive of like every single horror movie well that's what they are they need to be yeah and thank god for that because I found some movies through them oh yeah especially back in the day oh yeah good on you Fangoria <laughs> the evil army is marching towards the castle and man this marching band rules so if you haven't seen it and you're just listening the marching band is a bunch of skeletons playing bone like flutes and stuff and then the drums are skulls which i also have to like say i love the um combination of like the puppet skeletons and the people that are in like zombie like costumes that aren't quite like their character isn't quite completely decayed they still have flesh on them so that's a real person, but they're interacting with, like, puppets. I know it's funny, but I actually think it works really well. I'm not even, like, saying it because I love this movie. Like, the combination of all of it, like, the mix together, seems realistic. I mean, it really does. In this world that we're presented with, yes. Well, it's very, like, Clash of the Titans with the skeletons yeah. and the real people. Yeah, lots of stop motion used on the skeletons. Which works 100%. I'm way into it. So the evil's marching in, they have, and <laughs> they have exploding gunpowder arrows. And King Arthur's like, Torch Boy! <laughs> yeah, once again, he has another boy. Which is this uh, Sword Boy as well, or does he have a different boy for the torch? I imagine it's still Sword Boy, but now he is in the position of Torch Boy. He's like, Oh shit, I'm sorry, sir, I had the sword. It actually is really cool building up, like, the drama here, because Ash is the one who's calling when to fire, and you see that fuse burning almost to the gunpowder before he calls. It's actually a really cool, like, tense scene for a second. Yeah, where he's like, he, it goes on for, like, quite a bit, and then he goes, hold. Where, like, you, where, he, where you would think he would say, fire, he's like, hold, hold. And then as soon as the bag likes on fire and you're like, it's going to explode in like one second. He's like, fire It's like, thank fuck, man. Then we get this like two minute scene of just skeletons exploding. And I love it. I imagine this was the most fun day on set ever. Yeah, it's skeletons exploding. It's just people fighting. It's like a lot of sword fights. Like there's not a whole lot of plot going on at this moment. 
but it's like the Necronomicon is like behind bars in this corner of the castle. The Deadites are attacking the castle. We've been training to defeat the Deadites. Now for the next 10 minutes, it's a fight scene. And I love it. It's such a good like battle scene. Uh, there's catapults, exploding arrows. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. And I even love like, okay, so like they fight for a while. Then the Deadites like breach the castle because they have like a battering ram. And they like break through the door. And they're like charging in. And I love that tiny little shot of them where they're like, ah, <laughs> when they're going through the bridge. And it's it's obviously like several like puppets. <laughs> Yeah. It's so much fun. And then they're like, uh, they do the ha, hoo, ha, ha thing that they've been like practicing with Ash, like their fight moves. And they yeah. do that for like one move. And then they just go into chaos fighting. Hey, it got them a few kills there. You want to know something interesting I noticed while watching it this time, which I never caught before? Was that? The only Deadites that get kills in the battle, not talking about the ones from earlier, like in the pit and stuff is evil ash oh, okay not a single skeleton or regular deadite gets a human kill evil ash gets a fuck ton of them yeah but not a single person falls to any of the army well yeah if you think about it a skeleton has no muscle on it so what kind of force can it do like yes it's terrifying it's the evil force moving it yeah you can push it over like very easily and then we also get the battle delta Look, you mentioned oh. it earlier, but I think this gets me so good because as I was a kid, I love things like the Ninja Turtles and things like that and Batman where they just make a cool vehicle or take a vehicle you know and like, this is the battle, like Batmobile or Turtle Van, like, you know, things right. like that. So seeing the battle delta to me, I'm like, this is the coolest fucking thing in the world. I have a question for you. What's up? Okay, so you know the very last episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead? Yes. And there is the Mad Max version of the Delta, where it's like Apocalypse Delta. Yeah. Where it has the machine gun on top, it has like the plow, and it has like Hail to the King on it. Yeah, it's got the Gatling gun, yeah. It's the episode, every time I see that very last episode, I am so happy, but then get so sad immediately, because I'm like, it goes nowhere from here, this is it. And then like, I lose all hope. And I just, like, curl in bed for a few days. <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. But, okay, so that Delta versus this Delta, which one is your favorite? Well, we see this one in action. It's pretty cool. But, man, it, it's the Mad Max Delta. Come on, man. That thing was really? awesome. Yeah, it, I mean, no, I'm just going by visual appearance here because I have nothing else to go on. Right. But, yeah, it'd be the Mad Max Delta. That thing was awesome. I gotta go, like, the Mad Max Delta is so fucking badass. And I love the fact that, like, even in that, like, um, universe that Ash lives in, they know that the Delta is important to him, so they make the Battle Delta, like, the, like, yeah. Mad Max Delta off of that one. It's so cool. But, like you said, we don't really see it in action. We see him drive it for a second. So I gotta go Medieval Delta. Well, that's why I went just based on appearance. Even appearance, I don't know because the medieval Delta has this awesome, like, swirling thing on the front of it. Yeah. And imagine what they're working with at that time period to make this thing go again. Oh yeah. Well, again, just like the prosthetic arm, I don't think it should work, but it works. 
Yeah, where I there was a T-shirt I remember being in Suncoast when I was in elementary school and I wanted it and I never got it, and it's it was something about like trapped in time against all evil, low on gas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so the battle delta is awesome, and Sheila r- looks human again for a second, like the deadites always do, and distracts Ash while he's driving the delta and he wrecks the car. Which after night three of this happening. You don't even know this woman that well. How many days do you think he's been in medieval times? Just like two days? Oh God. Well, no, it's been more than... Because I would say Evil Dead 1 takes place over one night, as well as Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 3, Army of Darkness, takes place over, it seems like, at least a few nights. Yeah. Well, I'm giving him at least three or four days. It's been close to a week for him. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, you think he still would get it by now. At this point, um, S-Smart is calling him, being like, why are you not coming into work yet? (laughs) Yeah. They're like, if you do another no-call, no-show, we're going to fire you. Well, once he's back in time, I think he's not missing any present time. So I think he still is just in his weekend off. So does he, so in this timeline, does he live in the same like timeline for a little bit as original ash before any of this happened oh i don't know like child ash i i don't think so he would have to because other than that like he has to grow up yeah i guess you're right this is confusing now yeah now think about it really hard greg how does this timeline work explain the evil dead timeline to me greg i will not do this because this (laughs) movie is terrible The timeline is terrible. This is a one-star movie. You take that blasphemy out of your mouth, Gene Siskel. (laughs) One star. Uh, (laughs) So uh, Sheila turns dead-eyed again and attacks Ash, but then Ash kicks her into the pit. And you think that's the end of Sheila. Right. I mean, we don't, because we've seen this a thousand times. But And then, right then, uh, our good guys are going to ask is kicked pretty good, because evil's in the castle now and everything. But then Henry's army shows up. Runs down the hill all jolly and ready to fight. Yeah, it's a very much of like, oh my god, we got saved at the last second. That even, like, they do as soon as, uh, like, even as recently as, like, Game of Thrones did that a couple times. Of like, oh my god, like, all hope is lost. Oh look, an army showed up. I'm waiting just to hear, like, someone's ear radio on your left. And a bunch of swirly things start opening and Henry's army comes in. Yeah, <laughs> And so Evil Ash is going after the book, and we get our Ash fight. And But it doesn't go on for long, because it's stopped by Sheila, who apparently has come out of the pit, and she attacks Ash. And But that doesn't go on long. He throws her off. And then we get back to Ash fight, where Ash ends up spearing Evil Ash, and lights him on fire, and kicks him off the castle. That's the end of Evil Ash, right? Yeah, exactly. He's caught on fire, and he's speared. That has to be the end of this man. Nope, because he crawls back up the castle as a skeleton, and the fight continues. What? Another Army of Darkness fun fact. Do you know Bruce Campbell was cut during this scene, not from the swords, because they were prop swords, but from the pin that held Evil Ash's cape on? Oh, uh, really? Cut Bruce Campbell's face, and they went to the emergency room, because in case he had to get stitches. Yeah. And the doctor was having a hard time figuring out what was real cuts and what was uh, <laughs> makeup. <laughs> that's like when I got in my car accident after I went to my very first Comic-Con and I was dressed as Shaun of the Dead. 
and like the paramedic was like holy shit this is a lot of blood and i had to explain like most of this blood is fake because i was at a comic con as <laughs> sean from sean the dead so not all this blood is real and he went huh and i went don't judge me i just in this situation i go never mind yeah <laughs> uh but yeah he comes back up as a as a smoldering skeleton and the fight continues and finally it ends when evil ash is catapulted along with a bunch of gunpowder and blown up in the sky and the evil army retreats well yeah because evil ash like grabs the necronomicon and at this point he's like I mean, he's a skeleton, but before he was wearing clothes, so I'm going to say he's completely naked as a skeleton with, like, the hat on. And he's like, I have the Necronomicon now. I will rule this universe. And Ash is like, rule this. And, like, cuts the string, and he goes flying off. And yeah, I love how he stays in the seated position the entire time as he's flying off and explodes. That's probably just the skeleton, like, with the pins and screws, and it just didn't move. It's just so funny, he does not move. He just stays seated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Sheila wakes up as a human again. Ash is very trusting, because I didn't trust it at first. Oh, no, I would not either. And at this point, I'm also going to be like, oh, shit. So, I killed my girlfriend, who could have come back. I killed my sister. She could have come back. I killed my best friend. He could have come back. Oh shit, I kind of really fucked up. I jumped to conclusions. Yeah, I understandable. And they don't always come back. It's, you know, the how you turn into a deadite, how you stop being a deadite is always hit or miss. It never really is explained. Because he goes from that and then the uh, wise man is finally going to make the concoction to let him go home. And this is always where I split between, like, which ending is better, the original ending or the theatrical ending most people see? I know what you're talking about, and look, I will do the ending, but it's the theatrical ending for me, because then we get the my favorite TV show. Yeah, exactly, and it lets the series continue, but I love, like, real quick, just to, before we talk about the theatrical ending... The original ending was Ash goes like he sets in like he's goes into the Delta and the cave and the the wise man says like take like four doses of this uh, potion like do four drops any more any less it's going to fuck up the timeline and Ash is like okay 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 and he does four but then there's like a rumbling in the corner and he forgets where he's at and he takes an extra one by accident and he wakes up and it's it's the apocalypse and like everything's destroyed and he's just like no don't forget the beard oh yeah <laughs> you're a giant beard but what is the real ending greg <laughs> so uh he takes it and he then just cuts to he kisses Sheila goodbye and it cuts to him at Smart telling the story that we all saw and a deadite shows up randomly at Smart and is about to kill a girl and then we get another great moment where Ash stands there all badass he's like lady I'm gonna have to ask you to leave the store and he shoots like a thousand shots into this deadite and kills her and we get. Sure, I could have stayed. I could have been king. But in my own way, I am king. Hail to the king, baby. Yeah. <laughs> the end. And that's amazing. I love that ending scene. 
But I got to say this about it. So Ash, on Friday to these people, hey, you got any plans this weekend? Ash, you have the weekend off. Oh, yeah, me and some friends are going up to the cabin. Okay, cool. I'll see you when you get back. Hey, Ash, what's going on? Like, there's some missing people reports. Weren't you out with them? Oh, yeah. And then he goes into the story about everything. Like, oh, Ash killed these people. Well, also, well, that's what that, they're all thinking. Which lends perfectly into the Ash versus Evil Dead series where everyone from the hometown thinks he's like a mass murderer. Yes. Um, I'm glad you, they addressed it there. Yeah, that I'm really glad as well because you're like, you're right. Like, they would think he did it. Like, not some evil spirits from a book. Um, when he's telling the story as well, he's telling it to a fellow employee. Yeah. Did you see who the fellow employee was? Is it Sam? No. Who is it? I don't, I don't know. I, that was just a guess. It's the brother, Ted Raimi. Oh, okay. I was close. Henry, he's also yeah. the bearded guy um, when he's rallying the troops. Yeah, the second guy to be like, I'm with you. Yeah. And it's also, um, Ted Raimi stars in a, an amazing underrated movie called Skinner. I never saw it. I think I've talked about it a couple times on the podcast before, but he's the star of that movie. And it's basically, he's a serial killer who likes to wear people's skin. And Tracy oh. Lords is after him. That sounds cool. I'm going to have to watch yeah, that one. Though. It's, it's, it's on a, I think it's still on Amazon Prime. But it's definitely worth it, and if you like Ted Raimi, he goes fucking full-on Ted Raimi in this movie. He goes nuts. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. But you want to know another... Uh, I had too many of these this episode, I'm sorry. Another fun fact. Yes, I always love fun facts. <laughs> okay, good, because I feel like I have too many this time. But this movie had a bunch of titles for all its different country releases, Right. And not one of these titles was Evil Dead 3, though. But do you want to know what my favorite one was? What's that? It's the Japanese title for this movie. Have you heard of this? No. Captain Supermarket. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Because he works at S-Mart for like yes. 10 seconds of the movie? Yes, the movie's called Captain Supermarket in Japan. I mean, it works because he works at a supermarket and he's like superhuman. <laughs> but Jesus Christ. All right. You want to get into this end of episode stuff? Yeah. I just got to say this movie is just so much fun. Oh, I love it. I'd never have a bad time watching this. No. Yeah. It's, I, I, where are we at with kills, Greg? <laughs> All right. So last week we did Freddy versus Jason, which left us at a count of the dead of 519. Where do you think army of darkness left us? Well, you got to do your whole count of the dead thing. I just did my thing. That's you that does that. Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, for those who don't know the Throbbing of the War Count of the Dead, we count all the kills in the movie and add them to the grand total of all the other movies to get a nice big number of the Count of the Dead. Yeah, exactly. That thing. Okay, there it is. Um, Jesus. I'm trying to think because, like you said, Deadites don't count unless, I guess, we saw them turn into Deadites. Yes. I don't even know. Ten? And I'll, I'll let you know this. There's only one person we see turn into a deadite. It's the water lady. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 10. Oh, you're not giving evil ashes due. We got 15. Oh, wow. Most of them were evil ash. Okay. He was chopping through people like a motherfucker once he got in that castle. I was trying to think, like, if evil ash is the only one that's, like, of the deadites that really kills people, like, 
how many could he have killed? And I was like, this, I love this movie, but I never remember it having that many kills in it. No, no, off the top of my head, the water lady, um, the guy who runs from Arthur before going in the pit and he shoots him with a crossbow, the one who gets shoved in the pit and dies, and I think there's one more, and then the rest are all evil ash. Okay. 534. Uh, but hopefully, we're making our way on to 600 now. Fuck yes, 500. <laughs> well, we had um, some big, like, number ones here, like, the past few weeks. Yeah, we have. Yeah, because we had a few during the uh, first year of us that didn't have any kills. Yeah, and like I said, I never actually, even though I like counting the kills, I don't think that's a stipulation for a good horror movie. There's some that have none, or some that only have one or two that are incredible horror movies. So that's just something I like to do for fun. I don't actually judge the movie based on it. Yeah, like, look how amazing and how much of a masterpiece Slumber Party Massacre 2 is. Oh, go fuck yourself. It is the perfect movie. I hate you. And it is a multiple Throbby award-winning movie. Well, it was only a single Throbby award-winning movie. So far. <laughs> it can't get nominated again. It's only the first year. What if we do it again? We won't. We do a retrospective on... You might. I won't. <laughs> I've been talking about this since we did it. Get to your thing. Um, <laughs> Don't talk about Slumber Party Massacre 2 anymore. <laughs> buzz, buzz. Uh, every week, Greg does his count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. And I like to do my rating system. But like I've been saying for an entire year, I do not like to do stars or thumbs up or thumbs down. Because Cisco and Ebert did that kind of shit. And they can go fuck themselves until they bleed to death. Which I'm pretty sure they have already done, but yes. I hope so. So I come up with something out of the movie 1 through 10 to rate the thing. And I do not come up with that thing to rate it until right this second because I like to improv. Chainsaws is way too easy. Boomsticks is way too easy. I mean, I thought we were going boomsticks for sure. I don't know. Like, it's, I mean, yeah, that's a good one to go to, but I feel like it's too easy for me. I have to be harder on myself about this. Ash kisses. Kisses from Ash Williams. Did, uh, okay. <laughs> that's what we're basing this uh, all right. system off of. So one kiss from Ash Williams is barely like a little smooch he would give to his sister. Okay. The number 10 kiss from Ash Williams is an X-rated kiss. I probably shouldn't really go a whole lot into, but Ash Williams is really good at what Ash Williams does. It's that kiss he gives the girl at the end after he does the hell to the king line. Oh, but that, but even more. But what happens after the camera cuts away? Stop! I hate mouth noises. Stop that. <laughs> so I mean, honestly, and this is—I'm honestly giving this movie ten out of ten ash kisses. I would French kiss the fuck out of Bruce Campbell about this movie. I grew up on this movie. Like this is one of the very first horror movies I ever saw. I'm pretty sure this introduced me to body horror, which still really gets to me to this very day even watching this movie again tonight when i see the eyeball come out of his shoulder i'm like oh that's fucked up you know what your rating is completely fair brett because i thought i was gonna have to come on here and fight you for my 10 ash kisses rating 10 hall of famer do we got another hall of fame evil dead movie yeah man look 
I legit thought I was going to have to come up. I had arguments prepared for this because I thought you were going to like cut me down on this one. Oh, no way. I thought I was going to have a hard time. And I'm like, you know what? When I sat down to do the rating, I put a good bit of thought into it. I'm like, there's nothing. I'm like, well, let's start at a 10 and do what I would do. I'd take off for things. I'm like, there's nothing in this movie that could make me take off a point. I completely agree. I'm sitting there watching this being like, okay, I love this movie. Where can we tear it down? And the entire time I'm watching it, I'm just getting in a better and better mood. So for those who don't know, I don't have to give this speech a lot. The Throbbing with Horror Hall of Fame is any movie that both me and Brett from Dimension Z give the 10 out of 10 rating to. And there were only two entries into the Hall of Fame. And now the Hall of Fame consists of Evil Dead 2, Halloween, and Army of Darkness. Three very... uh good movies that definitely deserve that prestige in the throbbing with horror hall of fame i believe we can say three perfect movies yeah i hope sam raimi knows the uh fuck the oscars fuck the academy awards any of these other awards the throbby for the best series so far goes to the evil dead series (laughs) Yeah, well deserved to. I'm so happy you got another thing in the Hall of Fame. First episode of the year for our year, not the year. Right. Yeah, and uh, we're going to hold for probably about 10 minutes to see if Sam Raimi calls in, correct? I am going to cut all that audio if you make me stand here for 10 minutes. No, we are not. We're going to wait for him. That's what, yeah, come on. He won an award. Why wouldn't he show up? <laughs> he doesn't know he won the award. He's working on Doctor Strange right now. He's like, exactly. you. I'm doing like press for Doctor Strange, which I cannot wait to see what Bruce Campbell shows up as. Oh, he's in it. He's already said so. Oh, yeah, he has to be. So do you want to hear what we got for next week? Yeah, I cannot imagine what we could. I mean, last week, what did we have? We had uh, Freddy versus Jason. Jason. Now we did Army of Darkness. It has to be another like major extreme studio film, right, Greg? Like very mainstream. Oh, boy, are you disappointed now, then, because oh. next week we're doing Humanoids from the Deep. Oh, Roger Corman. Fuck yeah. I love that guy. I can't wait. It's going to be a good time. I semi-grew up on this movie. It was one of those tapes that one of my friends had, and we just put on randomly, and it probably explains a lot about me. But, yeah, it's a messed up, not <laughs> It's It's definitely a B-movie. Yeah, this is a movie that I've only seen half of, and the half that I've seen, I was extremely drunk, because it was the second double feature Joe Bob uh, showed, like, last season. So it came on at, like, midnight. <laughs> oh, so this will be a first watch for you then, pretty much. Yeah, basically, I'm going to count this as a, as a first watch for me, because the first time I watched it, I was too drunk to remember. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, I'm excited to hear what you think about it next week. So make sure you guys come back for that next Friday, Humanoids from the Deep. Yeah, and we're fucking, this is, we're right in the middle of Halloween Eve. Yep, September, Halloween Eve. Oh, that's what, Halloween Eve, all of September is Halloween Eve for me. No, that's what I said, I wasn't being sarcastic when I said that. Which, I've already started decorating outside, which I've waited for Liz to leave the house for like a few hours. And then I decorated the outside with some stuff and she came back and I was like, did you see what I did? And she was like, yeah, I saw it. (laughs) I haven't started putting stuff up yet, but I've started planning out my yard assembly. Well, you got a couple new things, didn't you? 
I got a giant Ghostbusters inflatable thing with Slimer on it, so I'm very excited to put that out this year. Yeah, I really like the look of that. We're like, yeah, one of those like Ghostbusters inflatable yard things. Most of my stuff is inflatable. Most of it's like the tombstones and like things that you hang and stuff. But that I'll be excited for that this year too. I like adding like a few new things every year. Yeah, which I'm thinking this year I'm going to turn our backyard into like a graveyard because the Dollar Tree um has these like awesome like uh graveyard looking uh fuck what fence and it's like really cheap. It's all well because everything's a dollar. Yeah. So I can do that and then get the gravestones from there. And I'm thinking I can do the yard for like twenty to thirty dollars. Yeah, pay attention to our Instagram, people. You'll see it. Oh, yeah, because uh, I'm constantly, especially this time of year, posting a ton of shit of my Halloween stuff. Yeah. Which I just, like, read, I took out my Empire Blow Molds and whatnot, and that's got a lot of activity on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I was talking to you about that the other day. Yeah, which anytime it's the Empire Blow Molds or it's any kind of candy bucket, I'm just like immediately boner and I will pay whatever you want for it. Like I, for some reason I love like skull and pumpkin candy buckets. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's all I got really. Other than that, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to watch at least one movie a day. (laughs) I'm trying to, I don't get it every day, but right now I got that, uh, Chucky box set that I picked up yesterday. So I'm making my way through the child's play movies. I saw that and I was like, oh, fuck, that's the box set. I got the um, six movie box set that came out before that one. You're like, I got the seven movie box set. And I'm like, God damn it. I want the seven movie box. set." (laughs) (laughs) It's like a cool holographic cover thing on it. I like it. Yeah. Which I can't wait for that Chucky series as well. That's going to be awesome. I hope it's on Hulu because I don't cable anymore. Yeah, I don't have cable either. I hope it goes on like Hulu or something. But it looks cool. Well, that's all I got. What about you, man? Yeah, that's all I have for this week. Um, follow us on all of our social medias. Just uh, follow, uh, just search Throbbing with Horror. You'll find us. <laughs> yeah, we're on everything. Um, also, check out Geek Positive with Maxwell and Greg. They just did, uh, what, this was a couple weeks ago, I guess you did Shang-Chi. <laughs> yeah, that was a couple weeks ago by the time this drops. but Yeah. And also check out Audio, Audio Anxiety Radio Show when Rob... Uh, releases those because i found some awesome music off that i hear from twitter that i might be on it like coming up oh good i don't know if this is true because me and rob are doing a road trip on saturday which you were originally supposed to come plans change sucks but we're going to see ice nine kills and i from what i'm hearing we might do one like on the road like make one oh that'd be that'd be awesome to hear (laughs) yeah so i don't know if that's happening or not that's rob twitter talking could be true we'll see yeah, which oh, let's hope it happens because I love those impromptu like making hay style episodes. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, follow us on that. Check out those episodes. Check us out next week with uh, humanoids from the deep, and we hope that Army of Darkness has left your brain throbbing with horror.